This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. White House has no comment about document investigation. We have the story. Potential shooting threat brings additional security at Campus High School. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. Sedgwick County employees will receive another paid holiday in 2023. We'll tell you what that is coming up. A defendant acts as his own attorney at his trial in Lawrence. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. You may want to bundle up on the way out the door. We have a breezy northwest wind, a chilly start to our day. How warm do we get later on this afternoon? Our full forecast here in just a few minutes. A pedestrian was killed in an accident in southeast Wichita. This happened uh, last night at Harry at Edgemore. Additional information was not immediately available. The White House has been saying that President Biden is fully cooperating with the Justice Department probe of his handling of classified documents. But the administration doesn't want to say much beyond that. Fox's Kevin Cork reports. Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, she said this consistently. Any specifics that's related to this, meaning the document drama, I would refer you to the Department of Justice. And any questions that you may have of us, I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Counsel's Office. That wasn't enough for some reporters. I'm, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to go okay. into further. I, and I just... I, I just commented. Now, what is clear is the White House continues to refuse to answer basic questions about the document drama. The longer this story will likely stay alive in the media. And personal lawyers for the president found some classified documents improperly stored at the president's old office in the Penn Biden Center and at his home in Delaware. The Sedgwick County Commission voted unanimously Wednesday to add President's Day back to the list of holidays observed by the county. New Commissioner Ryan Beatty made the proposal, saying it was good for the morale of county staff. I think this is low-hanging fruit. I think this really is an easy win uh, that we can bring this back in and send a strong signal to our staff at Sedgwick County, the nearly 3,000 employees, that we see this as a priority. We see this uh, as an area that we're working towards shoring up. Back in November, budget concerns prompted the board to replace President's Day with Juneteenth instead of simply adding an 11th holiday. Officials now say the budget can support bringing back President's Day, and it's projected to cost the county around $828,000. Commissioners have instructed county staff to come up with a proposal by November that would add a floating holiday in place of President's Day or Juneteenth. Rodney Price, KNSS News. A Kansas congressman faced questions in court From the man who was charged with threatening to kill him. It happened because the defendant was acting as his own attorney during a federal criminal trial. Kansas Congressman Jake LaTurner rejected the man's suggestion that the threat was from God and that the man was obligated to deliver it. LaTurner was the last prosecution witness in the trial of 32-year-old Chase Neal of Lawrence. LaTurner testified that the threatening June 5th voicemail message to his Topeka office from Neal made him worry about the safety of his family and staff. The judge also warned Neal repeatedly on Wednesday that she thought it was unwise for him to represent himself, but he remained adamant. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Extra police officers were stationed at Campus High School Wednesday following a potential school shooting threat. 
The Hayesville School District says the threat was submitted anonymously through Wichita Crime Stoppers. An email sent to parents says the threat was vague in nature and did not include any specific individuals. The administration says the district immediately contacted police who provided the extra officers. A home accident has left Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe with several injuries. A tweet from Republican Congressman Stubbe's team saying, please pray for the congressman and his family. They didn't go into much detail, but Florida Politics reports Stubbe was rushed to a hospital in Sarasota, Florida after he fell off the roof of his home. Stubbe's a 44-year-old representing Florida's 17th Congressional District, which contains the outer suburbs of Sarasota and Fort Myers through the Everglades. Jill Nato, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8.04, four minutes past 8 o'clock. Wichita State men's basketball on the road tonight, and we'll preview the Shockers coming up in sports. Young lawmakers are working to create change in the Kansas legislature. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. This is Wichita's number one talk, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted, 808, eight minutes past eight o'clock. Young lawmakers are working to create change in the Kansas legislature. The Kansas Future Caucus with members of both parties shared their goals for this year's session. Representative Ruiz Zhu, a Westport, uh, a Westwood Democrat, talked about issues where they could find some common ground. Politics is not sports, right? Politics is not two competing forces, and every day there's a winner and there's a loser. It should not be that. The law lawmakers say they would uh, could be debating the issue of medical marijuana this session. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says she will not be seeking re-election and will step down as the country's leader. Ardern was fighting back tears as she marked February 7th being her last day in office. I believe that leading a country is the most privileged job anyone could ever have, but also one of the more challenging. You cannot and should not do it unless you have a full tank, plus a bit in reserve for those unexpected challenges. Ardern and the Labor Party facing an uphill battle ahead of the next election. Her approval rating dropped to 30% back in August. That was her lowest since taking office back in the fall of 2017. A student and a sheriff's deputy are hospitalized after being exposed to fentanyl at an Oregon middle school. The Hill County deputy was sent to the Wilhelmina Middle School southwest of Portland in order to check out a suspicious odor in a bathroom. The deputy noticed a heavy, acrid smell and soon began exhibiting signs of an overdose, including difficulty breathing, confusion, and the inability to speak coherently. Staff and students were evacuated from the classroom, and one student had to be treated at the hospital as well. The sheriff's office says a student may have been burning counterfeit pills laced with fentanyl. There have been several overdoses in the county over the last several days, raising concerns about a regional distribution of counterfeit pills. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. Egg prices continue to skyrocket across the country. Well, a new service has an answer. The service is called Rent the Chicken, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Americans can purchase a package that will provide them either two or four hens for up to six months. Also included in the package is a mini incubator, a high-powered candling light, seven fertile eggs, and a starter kit to house your chickens. If you choose to go with four hens, you could see an average of 16 to 28 eggs per week. 
The service is available nationwide, and pricing depends on where you live and the affiliate you purchase from. In Los Angeles, one farm is charging $225. Tony Genualdo, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 8-10, 10 minutes past 8 o'clock here on the Thursday morning. So far this morning in traffic, well, we've got uh, things looking pretty good in traffic out there. We've got a stalled-out vehicle eastbound on Kellogg right around, or, uh, sorry, eastbound on K96 right around Woodlawn. And uh, up on I-235 near K96 uh, northbound there, we have uh, another stalled-out vehicle as well. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a cloudy overcast sky across south-central Kansas here this morning, we'll have some gradual clearing today, combined with a strong northwest wind gusting up to 30 miles per hour. It's going to feel colder than it is with a high 44. Clear overnight, Charlo 26, sunny 48 on Friday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a few clouds, 28 degrees, and we have a northwest wind at 10 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS, 8.12 now, 12 minutes past 8 o'clock. Remote work, bye-bye remote work. A proposed bill would make federal workers come back into the office. Fox News Radio's Ryan Spells with us this morning. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Uh, good. I was seeing some, my wife was telling me she had saw, seen some sort of a news story or uh, uh, that had to, they had taken a poll of people, some businesses, and the businesses were saying, you know, this work-at-home thing is great, but people are cheating us on their hours. They're not working. And there, apparently there are some companies that are bringing them back in. But how about this uh, bill to make federal workers do that? That's interesting. Right. Yeah, right. And you see kind of the argument made by those who are, who are in favor of this bill that they feel like the government has not been, uh, you know, fulfilling its service obligations by having a remote or, in many cases, hybrid work. But this bill is from House Republicans. It would pretty much force federal workers back to work in person. Uh, and, and this would kind of uh, set the precedent that, you know, those who are working in person prior to the pandemic would have 30 days to return to the office. And 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 so what's going to probably come up here is that there's going to probably be an issue for House Republicans because, well, you know, while this bill did not pass last Congress, they now have the majority to pass it in the House. But if they don't have Democrat buy-in in the Senate, then it's likely going to fall in deaf ears and not go anywhere. Now, anyone wonders that we've, we've gone through this transition to work at home and all this and because we had to. And, and that's, you know, that's changed people's lifestyles, what to do with the kids and how how to operate that way. So. That's that wouldn't be easy for some people to, to come back in the office, I guess. Well, and what's interesting is that's kind of what some of the, the critics of the bill have been saying. A lot of the unions that represent these federal workers, you know, uh, recruiting and retention is a big issue, according to them. And, and so the Biden administration has kind of proposed an increase in pay for federal workers. But also they believe that this work from home uh or the, the, the ability to work from home like two or three times out of the week uh, makes these government jobs more attractive to uh, uh, potential recruits who want to work for the federal government. So like just like every other industry right now, it seems like the federal government's also struggling to, to hire employees. Now, that's interesting because we have that same problem in our, our uh, city and our state here. Finding those uh, and retaining those qualified workers, you gotta, they got to be incentivized someplace, uh, some way. And I guess this right. work at home thing, is something that a lot of people like. It looks like it's that way, at least. Uh, you know, it, it's not just you know the federal government. I think the entire private sector too. Yeah. In most industries, are trying to find employees, and and that's become a major issue just to, just about everywhere across the country. 
My personal experience is that uh, after more than a half century in the workplace is that there are some people who go to would go to go home and wouldn't do any work. There's a, probably the same people that didn't do any work when they were at work <laughs> in the office. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a couple in there. Huh? All right. Well, listen. Oh, yeah. Ryan, thank you. Thank, appreciate your time this morning. Fox News Radio's Ryan Schmelz. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, see if there's a uh, a trend in them. Uh, I don't know who's going to who would be good for maybe there's a there's a Gallup poll or something or they've or they've uh, talked to businesses and, and to, to find out how many people are how many businesses think well let's bring the people back in here where we where we can keep an eye yeah. on them. I'm absolutely <laughs> positive that you can find a worker out there that will do everything you need and will do it from home and would be absolutely fine Perfect. with it. Yeah, you're great, but. <laughs> and that person is going to do that well a job whether they're at home or at, at home the work. office. Right. You know, it, it, won't, it wouldn't matter. Interesting uh, day weather-wise yesterday after that morning rain. Then we had a nice sunny afternoon. I had a great walk. 58 degrees for a high, normal high 44, which is a little closer to what we're doing today, 44. Uh, Six-tenths of an inch of rain measured. Nice. At Wichita's airport, Eisenhower. On this date, uh, January 19th, 1962, Wichita measured its greatest snow depth ever, 17 inches. And I, you I'm, were there. I'm reasonably sure we had a snow day that day. We, I, I went to Hadley Junior High at that time. We had to take the bus uh, about four miles in from, uh, from out where I lived. Yeah, school and bus isn't getting through 17 inches of snow. Go through. And then, I mean, I'm sure we had a great time. Went out and did what kids do with sleds and all that stuff, but I don't remember it specifically. That was in 1962. On the state in 1953, CBS TV aired the widely watched episode of I Love Lucy, in which Lucy Ricardo, played by Lucille Ball, gave birth to little Ricky. And by a coincidence, Ball gave birth the same day to her son in real life, Desi Arnaz yeah, Jr. Hard to determine, yeah. differentiate between television and reality. And at that time, the word pregnancy was never used on the air. Oh, no, they didn't even show pregnant they women They did on not the air. show pregnant that was, women That was a on very TV. groundbreaking moment wow. in TV history. Now, Lucille Ball was, uh, I think, way ahead of her time in a lot of things she did. She started out in the movies, and I, I've seen some of her early movies really stunningly attractive. And yet there was this comedy side to her. She could, uh, I, I, some of the old movies with Bob Hope and her, they were, <laughs> they, they were, got, they were funny. But then, you know, it had a great business head. She, she and uh, well, yeah. she started that production company. She and company. her husband formed their production company, yeah. and I think they made a her mint. Their television show, they said, well, we'll just we'll just, we'll produce, we'll produce it, it ourselves. We're not going to pay someone else and to do then this. then they really got uh-huh. some. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. 817, Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, time for Sports Down with Ted Woodward. Going to talk a little bit about the... About basketball this morning, right, Ted? Yep, Shocker basketball team on the road tonight. Shocker men visiting Memphis, a place that has not been kind to the Shockers. Their uh-huh. last, they've lost their last four trips to Memphis. Shockers come in with a record of 9-8. and eight. They're coming off back-to-back wins. Both of those were huge second-half comeback victories. Memphis, meanwhile, is 13-5. and five. They have not lost a home game this season. In fact, Memphis has won 14 straight home games. FanDuel has the Shockers as a nine-and-a-half-point underdog heading into this one. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hull will begin their pregame coverage for the Shockers at 5 p.m. The game will tip off at 6 o'clock this evening in Memphis. And you can listen live, of course, to the Shocks on 103.7 KEYN. And I have another uh, Shocker basketball note later on in the sportscast. 
All right, the Shocker women won last night. 1,200 fans at Coke Arena. The Shocker ladies beat SMU. Comeback 73-65. Shocker women were down 15 points in this game, but rallied to win it by eight, snapping a four-game losing streak along the way. The Shocker ladies have won eight of their ten home games this season. Now 12-7 and seven on the season. Shamaria Duncan led the Shockers with 18 points in that win last night. The Kansas women also coming back to win. Down 14 points in the third quarter. The KU ladies eventually go on a 33-6 run in the second half and blow out West Virginia, 77-58. The KU women are 9-1 on home court at Allen Fieldhouse this season, 13-4 overall. We'll be talking men's basketball tonight, the weekly edition of Hawk Talk with head KU basketball coach Bill Self at 6 o'clock tonight. That's on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Jayhawks coming off that one-point overtime loss at K-State. And KU is getting ready to host 13th-ranked TCU in Allen Fieldhouse coming up on Saturday afternoon. Coach Self, 6 o'clock tonight on KFH. Good night for Bethany basketball. The men and women both win. The Bethany women beat Kansas Wesleyan 62-56. Seven wins in a row for the Lady Swedes. They're in second place in the conference. And a big upset in the men's game. Bethany beat 17th-ranked Kansas Wesleyan by 32 points, snapping a five-game losing streak. And Kansas Wesleyan had been on a 10-game winning streak, but they didn't have it last night. Bethany men with a 32-point win over a top-20 team. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Utah Jazz win at home, beat the Los Angeles Clippers 126-103. to Coming off the bench for the Jazz, former Kansas Jayhawk, the rookie, Ochai Abaji, had four points, made both his shots, also had three rebounds. Back-to-back wins for the Jazz. They are in the number six spot in the Western Conference. The Emporia State men won last night. They're ranked number 24 in the nation. Hornets beat Nebraska Kearney, 72-59. Emporia State men are on a five-game winning streak. They're now 15-3 on the season. And uh, going back to Shocker basketball, of course, the Shock's on the road tonight at Memphis. I want to do a little Shocker basketball history. Okay. It was 60 years ago on this day. The Shockers were ranked 8th in the nation, and they won a road game at Drake, 68-60. Big star that night for the Shockers was Ernie Moore, who had seven steals in that game. He was the first Shocker ever to get seven steals in one game. It's been equaled over the years, but never surpassed. Ernie Moore with his seven steals. In fact, the last time a Shocker did that was one year ago when the Shockers visited Memphis. Oh, Craig Porter oh. had seven steals. I'd like to see him do that again tonight. That'd Ernie be cool. Moore was point yep. guard. He was a terrific ball player. He sure All was. Yep. Great. One of the great Shockers. Ernie Moore, seven steals in one game. That was 60 years ago today when the eighth-ranked Shockers beat Drake on the road. And that's sports with Stephen Ted. 821 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minute. Why isn't the FBI searching for documents? Hmm. That's coming up, Stephen, in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, Ted Woodward, 830 now. 28 degrees at KNSS. The investigation continues into a mass shooting in Central California that left six people dead including a 16-year-old mother and her 10-month-old child. The local sheriff says the victims appear to have been targeted cartel-style. Fox's Jonathan Hunt has more. Officials believe the manner of the six killings, including that young mother and her baby son, 
being chased down and executed with a shot to the head, each of them, points to the involvement of drug cartels or gangs. Now, the home where the massacre took place was known to law enforcement, and there had apparently been previous gang activity at the house. Three people inside the home survived the attack. Now, Goshen, the small community where the killings took place, is in central California, around 350 miles from the border with Mexico. But the sheriff feels there is a direct connection between the porousness of our southern border and the violence on his doorstep. No arrests have been made in that case. A section of highway in Finney County was closed Wednesday morning in western Kansas following a crash between two semi-trucks hauling cattle at the intersection of Highway 156 and K-23. Kansas Highway Patrol says 12 cows were killed in the crash. One of the drivers was taken to an area hospital with unknown injuries. Investigators say the crash may have been weather-related with fog in the area at the time. There's a new way to receive public alerts in Sedgwick County. The Emergency Management Office announced Wednesday that Civic Ready Alerts is now live. Currently, the free opt-in service only applies to the cities of Wichita and Mount Hope, but more will be added in the near future. You can receive community bulletins, emergency alerts, and severe weather warnings from emergency management and 911. Cody Charbett with the county had some tips for those who wish to sign up. It is important that they enter a location as well because sometimes the sender of the message will not send it to the entire city list. They might want to send it to just a specific neighborhood within the city of Wichita, for example. Messages will be sent only to the people who provide an email, phone, and location information. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Veterans now have new resources available to help if they experience a mental health crisis. Veterans in suicidal crisis can now reach out to any VA or non-VA health care facility to receive free care. And veterans do not need to be enrolled in the VA system to use this benefit. It covers both inpatient or crisis residential care for up to 30 days and outpatient residential care for up to 90 days. It also includes services, transportation costs, and medication. Social work supervisor She Metra Slaughter says the goal is to reduce the suicide rate not only here in Wichita, but across the nation. Familiarizing themselves with the services that are available, um, being open and speaking about their symptoms and their need for help, um, that's going to be the biggest key to helping ensure that they're getting connected to services that they need. In September, the VA released the 2022 National Veterans Suicide Prevention Annual Report, which showed that veteran suicides decreased in 2020 for the second year in a row and that fewer vets died by suicide in 2020 than any year since 2006. If you're a veteran in crisis or if you're concerned about one, you can contact the Veterans Crisis Line to receive 24-7 confidential support. To reach responders, just dial 988, then press 1, chat online or text 838-255. This salute to service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. And on the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. With a mostly cloudy sky and colder here early on, we'll be gradually clearing off today. It'll be breezy at times with a high 44.
clear overnight, Tarlow 26, and then sunny and dry on Friday with a high 48, and a chance of rain and snow arriving by early on Saturday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a few clouds, northwest wind at 16 miles per hour, 28 degrees with Steve and Ted on KNSS. It's 837. It's time for entertainment news. It is The Blur with Ted Woodward. Ted. Actor Jeremy Renner getting a makeover. Paramount Plus gave Jeremy Renner a new look on the latest poster art for his series for the streamer Mayor of Kingstown. Renner stars as Mike McCluskey. He's pictured front and center with a bloodied face and cuts. However, that was wiped clean in the new promos. Renner suffered blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries January 1st while using a snowplow to help a stranded family member who was stuck in the snow in Renner's car. After he stepped out of the snowplow, it began to roll. He was run over by the over 14,000 pound snowcat when he attempted to get back into the driver's seat. He recently tweeted that he was back home and Enjoying the first episode of his series. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Actor Julian Sands is missing. Star of several Oscar-nominated films, including A Room with a View. He's been gone for five days in the Southern California mountains. Julian Sands was reported missing on a trail Friday on Mount Baldy, about 45 miles east of Los Angeles. Search and rescue crews have been looking as the weather allows using helicopters and drones. But because the weather in the region's been so bad, their efforts are limited. They even had to stop a ground search because of avalanche risks and poor trail conditions. Two other hikers have recently died in the area. Sands is known for roles in TV shows like Smallville and Law and & Order, as well as films like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and Leaving Las Vegas. Jill Nato, Fox News. Some big names going into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Sade, Snoop Dogg, Gloria Estefan, New Jack Swing pioneer Teddy Riley, Electric Light Orchestra founder Jeff Lynne, like Alanis Morissette's longtime collaborator Glenn Ballard, who co-wrote and produced Morissette's groundbreaking Jagged Little Pill, and Taylor Swift collaborator Liz Rose, who has co-written dozens of songs with Swift, including All Too Well, as well as songs for Little Big Town and Bonnie Rate will become the latest inductees to the Songwriters Hall of Fame at the organization's 52nd Annual Induction and Awards Gala. The event is set for Thursday, June 15th in New York City. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Here we are on the 19th of January. It's January 19th, and this is your Fox Daily Snapshot. It's National Popcorn Day. The tasty treat has long been a staple of trips to the movies, sitting around the house, or walking around a fair. They're great for almost any occasion, and whether drenched in butter, covered in caramel, or dusted with cheese, there's no wrong way to eat them. So sit back and enjoy a fistful throughout the day. Also on this date, in 1883, Roselle, New Jersey switched on the lights as the first electrical system using overhead wires was built by Thomas Edison. And cyclist Lance Armstrong admitted to doping in all seven of his Tour de France wins in 2013, forever disgracing his legacy. If it's your birthday today, you share it with Master of the Macabre, author and poet Edgar Allan Poe, born in 1809. And the queen of country, Dolly Parton, born in 1946. I'm Tushar Saxena, and that's your Fox Daily Snapshot. 
Celebrities are gathering in the snow looking for a sale. The Sundance Film Festival kicks off in Park City, Utah with a performance from the Indigo Girls. The band will also premiere their new documentary, It's Only Life After All. The doc looks at the duo over the course of their 35-year career. The important part of what we have experienced is more about activism and actions. There are over 100 films debuting after two years of virtual screenings and a bevy of celebrities will be shopping their projects to the streaming companies, which now hold court at the festival, with portraits of some famous faces this year, like Michael J. Fox, Little Richard, Steph Curry, Judy Bloom, and Brooke Shields. Michelle Polino, Fox News. Let's hit the late night crew, the late, late show with James Corden, CBS. The Biden administration and House Republicans are heading towards an initial Thursday debt ceiling deadline without even a hint of a compromise. Republicans are insisting on massive spending cuts while the president is refusing to budge, mostly because he's in his comfiest chair and Wheel of Fortune is on. <laughs> late night with Seth Meyers, NBC. According to a new poll, President Biden would defeat former President Trump in a hypothetical 2024 election rematch by eight points. Pretty bad, but not as defeated as I feel hearing about that poll. Can we not do this yet? It's January. The only thing I want to hear less than a presidential poll is a Christmas carol. <laughs> the Late Show is Stephen Colbert, CBS. Maury Parker has always been suspicious of Santos, but started to doubt himself when Santos won his recent election. But then I thought, well, maybe I was wrong, you know, after the election, um, because I'm sure the DCCC, you know, and the RNC would have, you know, investigated him and at least his opponent would have done some op research. That's a good point. All of this info was online. Did the DCCC lose Wi-Fi for an entire year and have to go analog? Huh, nothing about George Santos and the Britannica. Let's check the Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> Tonight show starring Jimmy Fallon, NBC. A new study found that the COVID vaccine could make Botox less effective. People who, people who get Botox are upset, and the worst part is you can actually see that they're upset. All right, it was 50 years ago on this day. It came out in Wichita movie theaters. Black Mama, White Mama. Starring Pam Greer and Margaret Markoff. Of course, you know, it's kind of based on, the, you know, the Defiant Ones. That old film where Sidney Poitier and Tony Curtis are prisoners shackled together. So are these women handcuffed together? Yeah. So Pam Greer, Pam Greer is a you prostitute. And, you know, Markoff is a revolutionary and they're shackled together. And eventually, you know, they hate each other. But eventually they become friends. They have to rent that. Defeat the bad folks. Bad mo Black Mama, White Mama. That came out. 30 years ago on this day sure in Wichita dandy. movie theaters. In fact, uh, the L.A. Times said, so bad it's good. <laughs> okay. And Pam Greer got seriously ill during the making of the movie. She got some kind of tropical disease on wow. set. And uh, she said they were in a lot of rivers, rice paddies, leeches, and bacteria. She said it, it, she was in bed for a month, had 105-degree temperature, lost her hair, couldn't see, couldn't walk. They kind of had to put her in a weird wow. state to get her to recover. How about that? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, uh... Janis Joplin. Today would have been Janis Joplin's 80th birthday. Of course, massive recording star. Oh, she was a star for a while. Late there. 1960s, early 1970s. She OD'd at the age of 27 while recording what would be her final album. Janis Joplin, heroin overdose. 
She's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rolling Stone ranked her as number 28 on the 100 Greatest Singers of All Time. Where is she from? Corpus Christi? She was born in Port Arthur, Texas. Port yeah, Arthur. In that, okay. in that area. Today would have been her 80th birthday. That's Carl Perkins, who died 25 years ago on this day at the age of 65 after suffering some strokes. Blue suede shoes, honey don't, matchbox, everybody's trying to be my baby. Of course, all his songs were recorded by Elvis, the Beatles, Beatles Jimi yeah. Hendrix, Johnny Cash, Eric Clapton. Paul McCartney said if there were no Carl Perkins, there would be no Beatles. Wow. Pretty that? interesting statement there. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Rockabilly Hall of Fame. He's got a Grammy Hall of Fame award. The great Carl Perkins, he died 25 years ago on this day. She was born 100 years ago on this day. Jean Stapleton, Edith Bunker on All in the Family. Oh, glory. This can't be for me. It's a mint cape. It's beautiful. You know, I've seen this somewhere before. Oh, there must be some mistake. No, Ma, it's no mistake. It's from your cousin Amelia. Amelia, that's where I've seen it, on Amelia. <laughs> oh, Ma, put it on. Oh, you know, I've always wondered what mink felt like. What does it feel like, Ma? It feels just like soft fur. Jean Stapleton, she was born 100 years ago on this day. What did Archie call her? Dingbat? Dingbat. Oh, yeah. She was great. And a happy birthday to actress Tippi Hedren. Uh-oh. She is 93 today. Shepherds. The first movie she was ever in, in the credits, was directed by Alfred Hitchcock, The Birds. What actually happened at the school? A bunch of crows attacked the school kids. It's the end of the world. I hardly think a few birds are going to bring about the end of the world. These weren't a few birds. I didn't know there were many crows in Bodega Bay this time of year. The crow is a permanent resident throughout its range. In fact, during our Christmas count, we recorded... How many gulls did you count, Mrs. Money? Which gulls, Mr. Scholes? Have you had trouble with gulls? One of my boats did last week. The gulls were after your fish, Mr. Scholes. Really, let's be logical about this. What were the crows after at the school? What do you think they were after, Miss... uh... Daniels. I think they were after the children. For what purpose? To kill them. Why? I don't know why. Tippi Hedren. She is 93 today. The Birds. She was in two Hitchcock movies, The Birds and Marnie. Marnie with Sean Connery. Yeah. She's 93 today. That's entertainment news in the blur with Stephen Ted. All right, Ted, seven to 8.47 now, Stephen Ted. And you come up, we got the Wichita Business Journal. Spirit Aerosystems names new leader for its defense and space unit. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS. 8.51 here on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Sedgwick County Commission votes to add President's Day to holidays observed by the county. Two. Pedestrian killed at Harry and Edgemore in southeast Wichita. One. White House remains quiet on document probe as Republican pressed, uh, Republicans press for answers. Three big things, Stephen said on KNSS. 
traffic this morning in the Wichita area. Actually, things have been looking really good out there in traffic. Really haven't seen much in the way of big traffic problems to uh, contend with. Uh, the gasoline prices have not changed in more than a week here in the Wichita area. Most prices still around two ninety nine a gallon, but I've seen some slightly lower ones, two ninety four. Spotted that forty seventh Street South and hydraulic traffic update from ninety eight seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Becoming sunny and breezy today with a high of forty four degrees. Mostly clear and cool tonight. The overnight low twenty five. Friday mostly sunny. Tomorrow's high forty eight. Now a few clouds. Northwest wind at sixteen miles per hour and twenty eight degrees. Steve and Ted in the morning here and uh, uh, 8.53 now. And on the stock market this morning, we've got the S&P down about 24 points. The Dow's down 190, and the NASDAQ is down 98. In a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal, Canadian business jet manufacturer Bombardier says it will beat previous financial expectations for last year. That's a positive sign for work at its facility here in Wichita. Bombardier released preliminary financial results this week, increasing its forecast for revenue $400 million, up to about $6.9 billion for last year, and free cash flow of $735 million, and that would best its previous expectation of more than a half billion dollars for last year. That performance comes on the back of 123 jet deliveries last year. That's in line with previous guidance and up three aircraft from 2021. Bombardier will release its full year and fourth quarter results coming up next month. Spirit Aerosystems has announced the appointment of Mark Miklos as the leader of its defense and space unit as longtime executive Dwayne Hawkins plans to retire. Miklos was, will take the, the division helm as senior vice president on April 1st and will become a member of the Spirit's executive leadership team. Hawkins, who had been with Spirit since 2013, will remain with the company in an advisory role. And that's Business news, local business news this morning from the Wichita Business Journal. Ted, uh, what do you got? You had something going on in traffic there? Uh, yeah, if you happen to be on uh, I-135 right now, uh, down by Harry northbound lanes, they're saying there's a, a pedestrian kind of walking in and out of the in and out of the side of the roadway and into traffic there. So watch for a bit of a slowdown there, a pedestrian walking around on hmm. I-135 down by Harry. That could be dangerous. <laughs> okay. Happy birthday. The Dennis Higgins today, a good friend and a, a broadcaster. Huge listener to our show. Yeah. And the play-by-play voice of the Butler Community College Grizzlies. Happy birthday, Dennis. And this afternoon, you're going to go uh, host Battle of the Books. We're going to host Battle of the Books today for USD 259, the annual game show classic. <laughs> your chance to, to show off your game show host yep, skills. Yep, looking forward to it. It's Do it all, every year. He's always done a great job. It's a lot of fun. And uh, good luck to you. Have a good one. Thank you. All yeah, right. yeah. Coming up, we got the Glenn Beck program here on KNSS. The Biden administration uh, could seek to weaponize government against Twitter. That's uh, one of the topics with Glenn Beck today. And news at the top of the hour. White House still quiet on document probe. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Lash Show, then news updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNS Wichita. Now we're looking for a high today with some sunshine. And plenty of wind, a high of 44 degrees, right now 28. People who suffer from arthritis 